Good morning and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where I bring you the research on topics that can help you lose weight, be healthier, or live longer, better, and usually all three. Today, I'm going to talk about the hormones that affect blood sugar, ones that keep them low and stable, helping to burn fat and keep the appetite in check. When they're in balance, you're in hormone heaven. And when they're out of balance, like my book says, you are in hormone hell. So to keep them in check, I'm going to give you simple doable steps and tools that can really help you get things balanced so you don't have to struggle with blood sugar, excess appetite, and weight gain. Ultimately, you're going to see that it's not your fault that you struggle with appetite and weight gain. It is the hormones that have gotten dysregulated by the way we live today. Because maintaining healthy blood sugar levels is what keeps every cell functioning properly, it's really important for our overall well-being to make sure it's working. Too much blood sugar and that damage the cells and it leads to all sorts of illnesses. Diabetes, low blood sugar, blindness, kidney disease, even heart disease. It can also be more subtle things like anxiety, depression, fatigue, or brain fog, but that you may not necessarily associate with fluctuations in blood sugar. Of course, diet and lifestyle are the keys to just about all blood sugar regulation, and the hormones that regulate these have a huge impact. In this show, I'm going to explore the six key hormones involved in blood sugar regulation, insulin and its counterpart, glucagon, leptin and its counterpart, ghrelin, and then cortisol and adiponectin. The hormones all have to work together like an orchestra. If one's not working, if it's out of tune, even the best maestro can't make it sound great. When you understand the functions of all these hormones and see how blood sugar is regulated, you'll see why the strategies I give you can help manage your blood sugar. We first think insulin when it comes to blood sugar. And insulin, produced by the beta cells in the pancreas, regulate blood sugar levels. Insulin is like this big key that unlocks the cells so that glucose can get in there. Inside the cell, it's used to make energy for everything that cell is designed to do. It gives the whole body energy, so you make ATP, but it also helps the heart to beat and the brain to think. If there's excess glucose, it's stored in the liver and the muscles to maintain energy between meals. Without blood sugar, everything comes to a halt. If you don't get ample carbohydrates that convert to sugar, the body actually makes blood sugar from other things like amino acids from protein. Not many people know that if you eat too much protein, that can actually raise your blood sugar too. Insulin is like the hero that lowers blood sugar when they go high. If you're eating, you need some insulin. If you aren't eating, your body will start breaking down fat cells to make energy another way. But if you are eating, you need insulin. And without it, glucose cannot get into the cells effectively. And it's just left floating around the bloodstream, leading to high blood sugar that damages 
everything from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. Best way for us to keep insulin at a proper level is, for most of us, is to match your carbohydrate intake with what your pancreas can handle. For most of us, that is just reducing sugars and starches while staying really active. That will take care of the majority of the people. Then there's some herbs that help. Gymnema, which from India translates to literally sugar destroyer. And you have cinnamon, you have bitter melon, and you've got some supplements like magnesium and chromium and the B vitamins and vanadium. Of course, stress and infection, lack of sleep, all those lifestyle things can raise blood sugar. So they may need to be addressed by you, the maestro. Got to keep them in tune. Next, glucagon, the counterpart to insulin. Whereas insulin is made in the beta cells of the pancreas, glucagon is made in the alpha cells of the pancreas. It's the hormone that opposes insulin. Its main role is to increase blood sugar levels when they start to drop, like when you're fasting, even an overnight fast, or prolonged physical activity. You know, if you're working hard in the garden and you don't take a break for lunch, glucagon will go to work to start liberating those fat cells to provide the sugar. Glucagon is is like the party animal that shows up when glucose levels are getting low and that shouts, raise the glucose. Glucose is really important. So glucagon is great if you're trying to lose weight. Glucagon stimulates the liver to break down the stored fat cells, breaking them down into glucose. It also promotes the liver to make certain amino acids and fatty acids, you know, helps it make glucose all the way around. So if all the hormones are working right, it's what we call you are metabolically flexible. You can go from food burning at meals to fat burning between meals. And and when you've got a reduced calorie intake, You never skip a beat. When you are metabolically flexible, you can look at your watch and say, whoa, it's been six hours since I ate. I better take a break. It isn't like you crash and burn with low blood sugar and get hangry, hungry and angry. You know, all the hormones, if they're working right, are going to keep you steady eddy. You know, it may take a while to get the glucagon to kick back into gear. And maybe a few nuts between the meals while the liver and the pancreas are starting to understand again that they they have to do their job, you know, and that food isn't always being stored. You don't always have too much, but it doesn't take long to become metabolically flexible and feeling stable. Next one, it is leptin known as the satiety hormone. It is made in the fat cells and when working right, does a great job at appetite regulation. If you got extra fat, that suppresses the appetite, acts in the brain, reducing hunger and increasing metabolism. It's like the responsible sibling at the hormone party reminding everybody to stop hogging the food. You've had enough, it says. Go play. However, in cases of overweight and obesity, which is about three quarters of the United States population, there is a condition known as leptin resistance. And that leads to it not doing its job. It Leptin resistance is kind of like the ornery character, party crasher, coming to the party. 
And, you know, the body just stops responding to it. You see, all these hormones tend to stop working when there's excess weight for a long period of time. The hormone disruption is the body-brain reaction, and then you end up being hungry all the time, and that contributes to high blood sugar and insulin resistance, and what a loop, overweight and hungry all the time. It is not your fault. It's the hormones out of whack. Staying really active and getting more sleep is probably the best way to reset leptin if you become resistant. Next one, ghrelin, the hunger hormone. Ghrelin, mainly produced in the stomach, is also called the hunger hormone because it stimulates appetite. I think it was named after the stomach stomach growling when it's empty. But it's the party goer who's always hungry, stands by the food table, and is constantly searching for more snacks. Ghrelin increases your desire for food by acting on the part of the brain and regulating appetite. Studies show that ghrelin increases blood sugar levels by promoting the liver to make more blood sugar and the pancreas to reduce insulin. And ghrelin can also influence insulin sensitivity and impair glucose uptake into the cells. Okay, studies have shown if you lose weight, even a year later, ghrelin levels are higher, trying to get you back to that former higher weight. A really good way to reset ghrelin is to intermittent fast. It will really help that ghrelin monster that is threatening to sabotage your weight loss success. A lot of studies have been done on that, and it definitely reduces ghrelin levels, the hunger hormone. Next one, cortisol, the stress hormone. Yeah, released by the adrenal glands in response to stress. When cortisol is needed for emergencies, chronic elevation of cortisol levels can have really bad effects on blood sugar regulation. Cortisol is like the uninvited guest who crashes the party and brings stress and disruption. Cortisol increases blood sugar by getting the liver to make glucose from other material. It also impairs insulin's action, leading to insulin resistance. So if you've got a long-term stress, high cortisol levels, you may be finding your blood sugar is a little higher. And just about count on higher levels of cortisol if you're carrying extra weight around the waistline. Cortisol makes you store fat there around the waistline for the emergency it thinks it is chronically facing. Additionally, cortisol is going to play tricks on insulin, leading to insulin resistance. And oh my gosh, what's going on? Why is my blood sugar high? I'm hardly eating anything. So there are herbs that help with stress. I love ashwagandha, rhodiola, valerian, andrographis, passionflower, and I like supplements like theanine and organic minerals and magnesium. There are also relaxation techniques that will quickly reduce the stress response. You've got breathing and progressive relaxation meditations. Getting stress under control is so important if you want these hormones to behave themselves. Otherwise, resistance to how they are tended to work is probably going to be an ongoing problem and blood sugar is going to suffer. Number five, 
adiponectin, the insulin-sensitizing hormones. You know, it's secreted by the fat cells. It is essential hormone involved in metabolism. It's also anti-inflammatory. We want higher levels of adiponectin to help the body respond to insulin. It's like the superhero hormone fighting insulin resistance and high blood sugar levels with its mighty insulin sensitizing powers. It helps muscle cells use the blood sugar and keeps the liver from making more blood sugar. It enhances blood fat burning. So low levels you're going to see in obesity and diabetes and heart disease and insulin resistance. Okay, so it's like the hero that swoops in to save the day, helping to keep blood sugar levels in check. Things you can do to raise the adiponectin, exercise, surprise, but also curcumin extract from turmeric, you know, my BCM 95, that's why I take it every day, ginger and chili peppers. Those have all been studied to help raise adiponectin. Okay, Um, so... You know, blood sugar regulation is complex. You've got hormones like glucagon and insulin and leptin and ghrelin and cortisol and diponectin. They all are, say if it's an orchestra, they are all important sections of the orchestra. You know, each hormone performs its unique instrumentation to balance everything. You know, so picture glucagon between meals saying, raise the glucose. That's the clarinet section. While leptin and ghrelin engage in a lively trumpet section, balancing hunger and satiety. And then you got the little troublemaker like cortisol, the stress hormone, that brings in these loud cymbal crashes just to get attention and cause disruption to all the other instruments. And then there's adiponectin, the flute section, trying to get the maestro you know, working with the maestro to quell insulin resistance, okay? So when we navigate blood sugar regulations, whether we're trying to lose weight or lower blood sugar and triglycerides, or if we want to do that to preserve our memory and maybe improve our energy, there are some basic tips that are going to help all the hormones to work better. And all of them, it's pretty simple. Stay really active and build muscle. Choose the proper foods, get enough sleep, avoid chronic sleep, and something I didn't touch on today, avoiding toxins, especially the ones called diabesogens. That's really important. They cause diabetes and obesity. If you need help balancing these or other hormones, you can join our weekly meetings. I'd love to have you sign up on my website, debford.com. We meet Mondays at six o'clock on a Zoom meeting and we tackle it all. Love to have you. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful weekend. And remember, do something really good for yourself today.